Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison. And, well, here's an update on the Jordan Neely case. Uh, we're going to get through this article, watch his comments and response, see where we are in the story. Unfortunately, he has been indicted. We all saw this coming. I, uh... Oh. Bop, bop. Anyway, you know, we. I think me and most of the people were hoping that he'd, you know, maybe enough people would raise hell in protest, because let's be real... Most people who were on the subway were very vocal. Like, no, he was trying to save us. He was helping us. This guy was being violent. He was grabbing people. He was threatening people, saying he didn't care if he went to jail. He didn't care if he died. So, it's just, it's a really unfortunate turn of events. But we live in a day and age where, you know, we see we've seen stories before where it's like ex-marine stops old woman being mugged. Ex-marine gets sentenced to prison, or man stops. A woman from jumping off bridge, she sues for damages. You know, we, we really live in this sort of clown world uh, reality. And like I said before, Mr. Bones' wild ride never fucking ends. It just gets crazier and crazier with more and more loops and spirals. But Daniel Penny indicted in death of Jordan Neely. A grand jury indicted former U.S. Marine Penny, uh, Daniel Penny, in connection with the death of Jordan Neely. Which again, I want a coroner report because uh, I. If you guys want to watch the footage, we watched it together the the day it happened, like the day this all broke originally. So if you want to go watch, uh, you know, I already have a video up. If you want to go watch me talk over a man being choked to death on on a subway with some footage for some reason, I can link that in the description below. Um, make sure you get some popcorn. It's a good episode. Anyway, so on Wednesday, grand jury indicted. Uh, former U.S. Marine Daniel Penny in connection with the chokehold death of Jordan Neely on a subway train car last month. Yeah, and re- right up until he passed away, he was, you know, kicking and flailing. You know, normally before people pass away, there's like a moment, like if they're being choked out, there's a moment where they get like limp, like more and more limp as they flow. This guy went from thrashing to dead. There wasn't that transition where his body just got more and more slow and exhausted it was just thrash 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 limp that's it so there you know and he had a history of drug use he had a criminal record because you know god forbid anyone ever make a martyr of a, like uh, an innocent black guy who gets murked by like you know gang violence but then again that would likely cause the media to talk, talk about black on black violence and god forbid that ever gets into the fucking news right and if it does the black guy was a white supremacist, and don't you fucking question that narrative. Yeah, isn't that the weirdest thing, too, about the timeline? It's like, due to the ever-increasing confusion of the world, I regret to inform you that Cubans are now white supremacists. I don't know how we got here. I just blame the 14th Amendment, to, to, be, to be completely honest. We gave them the right to vote, and everybody got all emotional and shit. I mean, just look at the pride flag. It has an identity crisis every week, just like the people it represents. Oy vey. But let's get into it. Law enforcement sources told Fox News. Every uh, red hat wearing groomers news network. Fox News, that the grand jury indicted Penny on at least one of the charges. Now we're going to watch this little, uh, little clip here. Grand jury indicts Penny in subway chokehold case by Carrie Bonnet. 
concerning uh, Daniel Penny and these manslaughter uh, charges against him. Uh, and we're hearing from a number of sources here that a grand jury has decided to charge him, indict him on on at least one of those counts. Uh, Brian Yannis has more for us on this. Brian. Hey, Neil, that's right. Two sources confirmed with Fox News that Daniel Penny, the Marine veteran, has been indicted in the chokehold case and the chokehold death of 30-year-old Jordan Neely. Now, we don't know exactly uh, if the exact charges. We do know that Penny was facing the second-degree manslaughter charge and that the Manhattan District Attorney's Office believe that they had enough evidence, videos, and witness testimony to indict him and to charge him on this second-degree manslaughter charge, which in New York means uh, that they believe that Penny recklessly caused the death of Jordan Neely when he put him in that chokehold on that subway train on May 1st. Uh, of course, look, the bar was low for a grand jury to indict someone. There's a reason why they say you can indict a ham sandwich. It, you needed just 12 of the 23 people in this grand jury to agree that there was enough evidence in this case and enough reasonable cause to believe that a crime had been committed here. And that is what uh, sources tell Fox News happened. They. They voted to indict because they believe that there is enough evidence and reasonable cause here for this case to move forward. And that means that there's going to be a trial and the jury will then decide whether or not he is guilty or or not. Um, and so that is the latest that we have. We expected this to happen today and it did. Ha OK, oops, close that out. Moving on, according to The New York Post. The exact charges will not be unsealed until later, until later court date. Penny was initially arrested and charged with second-degree murder. Penny allegedly placed Neely in the chokehold after Neely threatened passengers on an uptown F train on May 1st. According to the eyewitness accounts, the former Marine also placed Neely in a recovery position after making sure he was still breathing. See, that's what I'm talking about. He was thrashing up until he just wasn't here anymore. So again, if he already has, if he has a lot of stimulants in his system, be it fentanyl, crack, meth, whatever the fuck you got off the streets, that really good fucking Maui Waui bullshit that you get with the crystals and the, and the ooey gooey, gotta do that really good dab with it, you know, that real, ooh, no cap for real, for real smoke shit. Maybe he's on that good stuff, but either way, you know, too much of that in his bloodstream, plus, you know, threatening people, tweaking out, and then getting, you know, you know, subdued, even if the subdue isn't going to kill you. And again, I'm not saying this to put anything on, on Jordan Neely, but with all the excitement and everything, heart starts racing. It's already beating more than it normally would naturally at a higher rate. And then all of a sudden, just all that pop, gone. But I, again, I haven't seen any article that mentions anything about uh, like, like a toxicology report and a, a drug analysis. And I, I really hope so. I really hope that the body hasn't been buried or cremated so that I can still get done. Because if not, a lot of potential evidence just went to waste. One witness said that Neely had been threat had been threatening violence against one witness, all of them really threatening violence, other than one person from what I've seen. Maybe we'll we'll get into that actually. Against the train car passenger saying, "quote He said, I don't care. I'll take a bullet. I'll go to jail." Because he would kill people on the train. He said, quote, I would kill a motherfucker. I don't care. I'll take a bullet. I'll go to jail. Yo, sick remix, bro. It was hard as fuck. 
just like your heartbeat, actually. Penny spoke out over the weekend about the day saying that he was, quote, trying to protect passengers from Neely. Now, don't forget, remember, again, it's one of those clips I'm not going to pull up today, but we talked about it before. There was a woman who was actively getting sexually assaulted on train and no one took action. And we all sat back and said, well, where is somebody to take action? Wouldn't somebody do anything? And it's like, finally, someone did something. And now you get to see what happens to someone who actually says no to the social decay, decay around them. You know, some people just are not comfortable sitting back watching Rome Decay Part 2 in real time. They want to they wanna scream against it. Like, like, be like, you know, I gotta take action. I can't just sit back and watch people going about their life. There, there, there's women, there's husbands, there's kids, brothers, sisters, so on and so forth. And then there's this one crazy motherfucker who, due to whatever unfor- unfortunate circumstances in his life, and now with Jordan Neely specifically, it seems as if his mother in 2019 was killed and that led him down like a, a road of drug abuse and stuff. But homie, we're coming up on 10-year anniversary of that shit. That's not, not an excuse for being a man in your 30s with a criminal record, tweaking on a train, threatening to kill people. So it's like, I, you're in, and, but keep in mind, the person working this is a Soros-backed uh, <clears throat> AG, and we all know his name, it's Alvin Braggs. He's been working this case since the very beginning, and we that's what made me say, oh yeah, he's going down, unfortunately. He appeared to be on drugs, Penny said, quote, the door is closed, and he ripped his jacket off and threw it at the people sitting down uh, to my left. I was listening to music at the time. And I took my headphones out and I heard what he was yelling, quote, the three main threats that he repeated over and over were, quote, I'm going to kill you. I'm prepared to go to jail for life. I'm willing to die. Again, sick fucking beat. Penny said it was, quote, a scary situation and that he was, quote, scared for himself. But that looking around at the women and the children on the train, he could, quote, just couldn't sit still. Breaking Daniel Penny speaks out for the first time. Uh, rewind this. This is from June 11th. So it's a little bit older. Like I said, we have an article after this to get into. Daniel Penny speaks out for the first time after uh, placing Jordan Neely in chokehold on New York City subway, which resulted in his death. Again, uh, it seems to have resulted in his death. I'm not really comfortable with that until I have like a drug toxicology. I want to know what was in this guy's system. East Village in Manhattan, so I take the subway multiple times a day. And this is since I was coming from school. I got out of class around 2.15, and I took the J Street, I was at J Street Metro Tech, took the Uptown F train. Um, at 2nd Avenue, um, a man came on, stumbled on, he appeared to be on drugs. Um, the doors closed, and he ripped his jacket off and, violent, and threw it at the people sitting down to my left. I was listening to music at the time, uh, and he was yelling, so I took my headphones out to hear what he was yelling. And the three main threats that he repeated over and over was, I'm going to kill you, I'm prepared to go to jail for life, and I'm willing to die. You know, this is a, this was a scary situation. And uh, Mr. Neely came on, he was, he was threatening, he's, he's a, I'm 6'2", and he was taller than me. So it was, and there's a common misconception that Marines don't get scared. We're actually taught uh, one of our core values is courage. And courage is not the absence of fear, but how you handle fear. And, you know, I was scared for myself, but I looked around, I saw women and children. He was yelling in their faces, saying saying these threats. I couldn't just sit still. Some people say that I was holding on to Mr. Ely for 15 minutes. This is not true. I mean, between stops is only a couple minutes. 
So the whole interaction less, less than less than five minutes. Some people say I was trying to choke him to death, which is also not true. I was trying to restrain him. Uh, you can see in the video, there's a clear rise and fall of his chest, indicating that he's breathing. I'm trying to restrain him from him being able to carry out the threats. And then some people say that this is about race, which is absolutely ridiculous. I didn't see a black man threatening passengers. I saw a man threatening passengers. A lot of whom were people of color. The man who helped restrain Mr. Neely was, was a person of color. And a few days after the incident, I, I read in the papers that uh, a woman of color came out and called me a hero. What, I don't believe that I'm, I'm a hero, but uh, she was one of those people that I was trying to protect. We were all scared. Mr. Neely was yelling in these passengers' faces and they looked terrified. Um, the reason why there was no video at the start of the altercation was because people were too afraid getting away from him. And the, the, didn't, the videos didn't start until they saw that situation was under control. I knew I had to act, and I acted in a way that would protect the other passengers, protect myself, and protect Mr. Neely. I used this hole to restrain him, and I did this by leaving my hand on top of his head to control his body. You can see in the video, there's a clear rise and fall of his chest indicating that he was still breathing. And I'm calibrating my grip based on, on the force that he's exerting. And um, I just, I, I mean, I was trying to keep him on the ground as, until the police came. I was praying that the police would come and take this situation, under, uh, take this situation over. I didn't want to be put in that situation, but I couldn't just sit still and let, let him carry out these threats. Hey everybody, you know, everyone loves a hero, but no one, you know, everyone also enjoys watching a hero fall, don't they? At least if you're a really bad person, you do. And the people who are throwing this guy behind bars and doing everything they can to persecute him as hard as possible are some of the worst people our society has to offer. And unfortunately, these people are in positions of extreme power. And again, to reiterate, these people love nothing more than to watch a good guy suffer because they love, I don't know... You know, usually, like, you can think, you can put to, like, a financial incentive, right? But sometimes it's like, is it just for votes? Like, it can't just be for votes, right? It can't just be for virtue signaling. There's got to be a, a, a deeper reason that people are so hell-bent to throw anyone who stands up for anything behind bars, right? Or any reason they can find to shit on truth from such magnitude at kites. It's insane. Like, in Alvin Bragg's case, we know Soros' finances, but, like, the jury. Like, I don't know. Just I, I feel like just from looking at the assets of the case, looking, like, right in on this, like, what compels a jury of people who are supposedly just, you know, regular Joe Schmo New Yorkers who got jury duty? What compels them to look at the footage and, and, and hear testimonies from people? I don't know. Perhaps testimonies haven't even really been heard. It's just... I mean, the testimonies would have to be just from, like, Jordan Neal and stuff. I don't know if they would call witnesses at this point. I'm not, like, an expert or anything on that on, on this level, but... I don't know. It's just weird to... Like, you all, you all seen the same footage I did. Anyway, speaking out late on Monday, Penny said the incident had nothing to do with race. I judge people based... We already read, got through, through all that. I base... Or I judge people based on their character, not on... I'm not a white supremacist, Penny said, quote, I mean, it's 
it's a little bit comical. Everybody who's ever met me can tell you, I love all people, I love all cultures. You can tell, you can tell by my past and my travels and adventures around the world. I was actually planning a road trip through Africa before this happened. Yeah. Neely was a homeless man who had been arrested more than 40 times, including for numerous assault on subway passengers. One passenger called Penny a hero, added and adding that quote, "It was self-defense and." I believe in my heart that he saved a lot of people that day that could have gotten hurt. Again, you're in the jury, and, and you hear that this guy has a criminal record where he's assaulted people over, you know, he's been arrested 30-plus times. I just, you know, I'm just keep thinking, like, the jury would have had to have been shown this information. Like, there's no way that Daniel's defense didn't bring any of this up. And they still said, mm, fuck that guy. One passenger called Penny a hero, adding that, quote, it was self-defense, and I believe in my heart that he saved a lot of people that day, and that could have gotten, and, and he saved a lot of people that day that could have gotten hurt. I was worried a little funkily. I'm also a little retarded. The woman slammed Bragg's decision to bring forth charges against Penny, as well as politicians like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for jumping up and down and feeling all this, and feeling all this venom. Okay, I want to make sure towards Penny saying, quote, there was AOC saying that this gentleman was l was lynched. Why would she do that? Because she's a lying, vindictive cunt. I mean, think about all the guys she had to lie to to get good tips. Because if you read the Yelp review from the bar she worked at, she was a pretty terrible bartender. She's supposed to be for all the people. Mm, well, consider this your wake-up call. The fundraiser for Penny's legal fees was set up through Give, Send, Go. Not a bad choice, actually. And has raised $2.8 million. That's wonderful. Quote, I hope that they raise more because it's going to cost a pretty penny, no pun intended, to get this young man justice, the woman added. Likely a, 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 a woman of, a, of, of any number of minority groups, if I had to guess, saying this. It, again, like I said, there was one person who came out and said, well, you know, he's lying. So if you look over at the scroll bar, you'll see we're halfway through this article for a reason. This guy, they give him a full interlude here in the New Yorker. And the New Yorker's an absolute fucking rag. And again, this guy, I, I, there's one person who says, Daniel Neely, he's, he's, he's labeled as a witness. I only know about him because people on Twitter are saying that he testified. And if he did, it's absolute bullshit because this motherfucker was not on the train cart. I'll just read you a little bit of this article just so you get the idea. The only person saying Jordan Neely deserves deserves everything he gets, or uh, deserves uh, Daniel Penny deserves everything he gets. I'll, I'll, I'll read you a little bit. Quote, me and my friend James. I don't know this motherfucker. Anyway, we're on our way home. My home, a supportive living apartment. We got on the, uh, we got on, the up, uh, on the uptown F at 2nd Avenue. We needed to change to the D. At preferably Broadway and Lafayette. I hate that everything happens at Lafayette. Anyway, at that next station. At first, we didn't notice that the train stopped because we were deep in conversation. We were talking about something, not paying attention to where we were at. Then we heard an announcement. The conductor saying NYPD to come to one, one of the cars. I looked over. Do you hear that? 
NYPD to come to one of the cars. They weren't in the car where this was going down. But this guy has such a strong opinion about the situation that he showed up to the end of. Anyway, hopping down here a little bit. I said, quote, oh, we got to transfer anyway, so let's get off the train and go check out what's going on over there. We were maybe four or five cars down. We went up there. To, we went up where it was happening. There was a whole bunch of people crowding around the train car. Some people filming. I had to squeeze in through and take a look. Pretty intimidating scene. I looked. I didn't know anybody at the time. I didn't know anything about any of these people. I didn't know that Jordan Neely was a home was homeless. I didn't know that Daniel Penny was an ex-marine. I saw Penny holding Neely by by the neck. And the other guy holding on to Neely as if he was still resisting. Neely was start was starting off, but honestly, at that moment, I didn't know how long they had him down, or had him. Sorry, down was a accidental editorial of my own. The way they were holding him, it was as if they were uh, as if as if they had just had the craziest fight or something. Well, it's almost like you weren't there, but you seem to have a lot of really strong opinions about something you weren't there for. My God, buddy, you're you're not too different than those motherfuckers on Twitter having these little, like, well, on behalf of people I know who are totally real people. Fuck you. You're that type of... I don't know if anybody here ever listens to Dane Cook. Dane Cook has a great joke about witnessing a car accident. And there's that guy who was scrubbing, cleaning a dish... He always has to come on and be part, part of the police investigation. You know what I'm talking about? So this is who this motherfucker reminds me of. Just a little snippet. A little my snippet. kitchen, and I heard it, so I came out. During the living room, I was in my kitchen cleaning a dish. I heard it. I came out. What? You were in your basement? He was in his living room. I was in my kitchen cleaning a dish. I was really cleaning, and I heard it, so I came out. What? Shoes? No, no. Fuck shoes. <laughs> shoes. <laughs> I said, this guy with shoes. <laughs> you shoes over here and everyone always wants to be a part of the, like the police you know what i mean we always want to be involved we want to talk to the cops whenever they come near you you know officer yeah, sounds officer, familiar don't it guys you know if it helps in your investigation i was in my kitchen and i heard it so i came out i will testify in court i was cleaning a dish i will bring the dish as exhibit a and this guy he was in his basement tell him what you told me tell him what you told me tell him what you told me james on the way home, taking the F train to Lafayette. That's not what he told me. He's lying. That's not what you told me. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, so many people shit on Dane Cook, but I, I honestly miss this poor guy. But you get the idea, right? This guy wasn't there. He rolled up to the end of the situation, and this guy is getting media attention. He's being given CNN platforms. He's being put on to giving interviews. He's getting articles written about him. And he's telling this whole story about, oh, well, you know, I just try. Just as my train arrived, the police showed up and I told them to do CPR on him. And then I left. But like I said, I didn't think he was dead because they were saying he was breathing. It's upsetting as fuck. <laughs> it's ruining my life right now. Oh, man. I'm alive and my life's ruined. Man, this motherfucker Jordan Neely, man. I, I, I've told this story before. When I was in high school, there was this kid who fucking killed himself. I'll be real with you. I didn't know this motherfucker. I don't care. Like, like for real, I didn't know this kid. Never, never really talked to him. He was one of those kids I saw in the hallway, right? But this kid killed himself, and, you know, the news comes in, 
and everybody's rushing to be on the fucking TV. Dude, I saw kids who actively gave this kid shit in the hallways because he was one of those weird kids that had, like, you know, the dog tag chain type tails hanging from their belt loop. He was a weird one of them type, like, not furry, but, like, half furry emo kid type. Anyway, 2014 high schoolers, you get the idea. Now, they, they off themselves. News comes in, they're like, we're at the scene of the tragic accident. Motherfucker, like, parked himself in his car garage or some shit. I don't remember the details or any of it. Because, again, I didn't know the kid. I didn't pretend to know him. But, you know, I'm just there waiting to get some lunch. And, of course, they're doing the, the new shit during the lunch. So they have all the kids. And they're interviewing kids. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, I knew him so well. You know, we've known each other for 97 years. And we went back to fucking Vietnam together. It was, you know, me and Charlie buried him. It was great, man. And they got to me. And I was like, yeah, I don't fucking know him. Sorry. And they're like, well, how, how how do you feel about it? You can probably find this. If you can, uh, uh, you can probably find this. If I can find it, I'll, I'll upload it. It's, it had, maybe it did get uploaded. I was like, yeah, I didn't know. And they're like, well, how do you feel about it? I'm like, indifferent. I kind of just want to get my lunch. And they quickly pulled the microphone away from me and walked away. Started interviewing other kids who immediately did the, the waterworks and shit. It's like, no, I didn't, I didn't know the kid. Sorry. Uh, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of get this, this fucking soggy, sad Little Caesars pizza. Thanks. Uh, check this out. Quote, this is a racist, disgusting attack on a beloved black homeless street performer. Yo, we was kangs and shit. Even if he wasn't a beloved street performer, we'd love him anyway. Because he's black, dog. Yeah, we'd be loving every black person up in here. For real. Go fuck yourself, man. You show up, you're barely there, and then you immediately play the race card like you're some fucking discount Walmart Reverend Al Sharpton type motherfucker. I, I really have no patience for these trifling piece of shit motherfuckers that have nothing to do with the story at hand, but they inject themselves. And because they injected themselves in a story that had nothing to do with them, they're immediately given a microphone and a platform to go off on. That being said, like I said, I want to give attention to the one... I'll put... A link to that article in the description below if you really want to go read the whole thing. We, we, you can go do that. But to wrap this up, let's get to this article right here. Daniel Penny's incident won't change the roots of the New York subway crime crisis by Nicole Glezenis. June 15th, 2023. If you need more evidence that charging Daniel Penny with manslaughter won't make a difference to the three-year-old subway crime crisis. Look no further than subways to, Subway Today's... The same news... Sorry. Restart. Look no further than the same day's news. Another slain on the train. The fifth this year. And the third with the alleged killer claiming self-defense. Now... We quell danger on the trains. Until we quell danger on the trains, we won't stop people from reacting to the danger. Hours before a Manhattan grand jury indicted Penny Wednesday for the death of Jordan Neely on the F train in May, deadly chaos unfolded in the Brooklyn J train. Yet another disturbing, disturbed man with a violent history. 36-year-old uh, Devector uh, Odrego? paced the car, removing his shirt and menacing passengers. One witness said he threatened to e erase someone. Police say Ortego ah, had a stroke saying that, punched a woman. The woman's, uh, the woman's companion, Jordan Willis, 20, fatally stabbed 
Erduego. He, like Penny, faces a manslaughter charge. See, and the difference is there, like, with a knife, you can even, like, again, this guy is an absolute fucking hero for responding the way that he did. But even then, like, the knife has a different layer to it, too, right? Interesting they're being charged with the exact same thing. They both shouldn't be facing any fucking charges. With one difference, Williams, who is black, spent two nights in jail awaiting arraignment. Whereas Penny, who is white, remained free. Huh. Gee, could it have something to do with, like, the one having the weapon on the scene versus the one not having an armed weapon on the scene? Yeah. An investigation was carried out, and then they arrested him later on. Again, like, the, the weapon. Also, there's a, a law in most states where you're not allowed to carry a blade that's over three inches, three to four inches in most states. So depending on the size of the pocket knife, that could also be cause for arrest. But, again, article does make valid points. Give it a second. Quote, This is under a criminal justice system progressives consider reformed. I will say, every other outlet, when they do this, they always uh, do... Let, let me ask this woman, right? She wants to bring race into it, right? Black guy getting arrested. White guy glamour shots. I'm just kind of saying... You could have picked both of them getting perp walked, or neither of them getting perp walked. So you want to complain about race? Uh, I find it interesting you put the brother in handcuffs. You bitch about the white man being free, and you guys glamour shots up there looking like a looking like v vigilante by Balenciaga. And Penny, uh, befitted for from support, f benefited from support and donations from around the world, meaning he can afford to go to trial. Yes, well, because of his skin tone, he got all the press attention. Not anything else to do with the case has anything to do with race other than the uh, media's obsession with it. Williams' case risks being lost, just like another subway dispute homicide, minority on minority. Unless national conservatives take him up, too. Well, it's not just conservative media talking about this. It's everyone talking about this story specifically. As having no idea but to defend himself and others, he may be forced to find uh, to be financially can uh, forced by financial considerations to take a plea. Progressives have no intent in Williams, have no interest in Williams, but they also Williams' case risks being lost, just like another subway dispute, homicide, minority on minority, unless national conservatives take him up too. As having no choice but to defend himself and others, he may be forced by financial consideration to take a plea. Progressives have no interest in Williams, but they are pleased. They... My fucking... Unless national conservatives take him up too, as having no choice but to defend himself and others, he may be forced by financial considerations to take a plea. Progressives have no interest in Williams, but they are pleased... The grand jury indicted Penny because they see it as racial justice. Holding a white man accountable for killing a black man. Fine. It's up to a trial jury to decide whether he's guilty. But by forcing on punishment. By focusing on punishment and not prevention in Penny's case. All progressives have done is ensure more minority men are killed on the train. And other minority men are charged in their killings. If ultimately you would think, well, here's the thing, right? There's no such thing as blind justice. It's been a myth. 
the idea that there's an unbiased judge or an unbiased court in this country is an absolute fucking myth. That woman, the statue of, of justice, she's never been blindfolded. Because let me tell you something. If the justice system was truly fair and unbiased, you would know the verdict of every court case before you walked into it. But you don't. Why? Because every judge, while perhaps trained in the exact the same school, comes from a different back background with their own unique and different understanding of the Constitution and the law at hand. So, you can have judges swing wildly from good to bad. Activist judge to apolitical judge. The idea of justice being blind is a make-believe construct that the American people have believed as a phony fucking fairy tale for far too long. That's why you have to have elected judges. These appointed judges are a fucking joke. All judges need to be elected through, like, appoint, uh, elected officials, and they should be able to be fired through call to votes. The fact that a lot of these judges just got on the bench and they sit there forever through appointee is fucking disgusting. That's how you get so many corrupt, broken judicial systems in this country to begin with. And I mean, how many judges get sloppy-toppy behind the scenes to get a certain verdict out? It's not an uncommon thing. Sup, uh, allegedly, you know, I was going to name a name. I might get in trouble. I wouldn't want to run any, uh, any, uh, a foul with judges who have the same name as uh, guys who say Bazinga and Big Bang Theory. That would be a shame, right? Judge Sheldon. Oops. Moving on. Most deadly subway disputes, including self-defense clips, I mean allegedly, uh, reflect subway demographics that is minority on minority. That's the case. Man, fireworks are just going off in the background like crazy. God bless America. After all, June is American Greatness Month. That's, that's the case, not, do you hear this? Wow. Anyway, that's the case, not just the newest one, but the year's first claim of, but the year's first claim of self-defense. In April, 25-year-old Mark Smith stabbed 18-year-old Isaiah Colazzo to death on the Brooklyn D train after a dispute asking from uh, sorry, dispute arising from the fact that Cazillo's friend pulled the emergency brake. Well, you should get your ass beat for that one. A grand jury refused to indict Smith, agreeing that he acted in self-defense, but none before he got entangled in the criminal justice system. Progressives usually love root cause systemic problems, so you would think they'd see three claims of self-defense homicides on the subway in three months, as a systematic problem with a root cause, right? The problem isn't whether any of William Smith or Penny was justified in these deadly actions. It's that we have five dead men on subways this year, and most would be alive if we were securing subways as we did until 2019. It also wouldn't hurt to allow people to carry fucking guns, New York. I know you guys were forced by constitutional edict to become a shall-issue state, but you guys are some prohibited-ass motherfuckers. I mean, tighter than a nun at a fucking Chippendales concert, you know what I mean? So how would you get a little bit more looser like your aunt at a barbecue? Ortega's killing Tuesday is the 30th subway homicide since March 2020, and, uh, well, all the ones in 2020 were actually from COVID. Fun fact. Allegedly. Supposedly. To someone, allegedly, who remained unnamed, allegedly. Uh, dead Biden whistleblower, most likely. 
Before 2020, it took 15 years for 30 people to be killed on trains. Though, subway robberies and assaults are down uh, the past few months. Homicides are uh, accelerated. Well, you know, a soul's worth a lot more, so you can just harvest those. From 7 killings each in 2020 and 2021 to 11 last year. We are tolerating more and more subway disorder, and some of it inevitably turns deadly. To access disorder, to access this disorder, look at fare evasion stats. Fare evasion went from an estimated less than 4% uh, of riders in 2019 to more than 11% this year, and it's going to just double every year. We know so far, for 30 years, that when people st uh, stopped fare beaters, you stop disorderly people before they terrify a train full of people. Probably should have said terrorize, but what do I know? I'm dyslexic. Should have said lisdexic. Oh, well. People who aggressively beg, who rant that they will go on and kill someone, who punch or slash strangers, who stick needles in their arms in view of other passengers, did not pay their fares. Yeah, but, uh, what a conclusion to draw. It is government's job to aid severely mentally ill. I don't think you want the government in charge of people's mental health. I mean, look at everything else they're in charge of. Does it really work out very well? Yeah. Anyway, but whether the state or the city do that job, the severely mentally ill do not belong in the subway where people can escape them. Again, Second Amendment kind of comes to mind. Police are writing more tickets for fare evasion through April, 45% more than 2019, but it's not enough to reduce the disorder or city allow uh, the city allowed to fester for over three years. It also doesn't help that with prosecutors not criminally enforcing... Uh, oops. Sorry. Uh, not criminally enforcing recidivist fare beating... A civil fare evasion write-up is just a paper is just a paper tigger. It's a weird use of the word tigger. Mm. Anyway, hey, what did they uh, what did they call the black version of the bouncing cat thing from Pooh Bear? Uh, would it still be Tigger, or would we call him, uh, even before 2019, half the tickets went unpaid, reduced the fear pervading the subway, and you reduce chances that people react to disorder to defend themselves, whether justifiably or not. I would also argue that if you allow people to fire, to carry firearms, open carry, conceal carry, whatever, everyone knew that people had guns, that would also incentivize, you know, psychos to be in their best behavior. I gave this example before, but... Have any of you ever been to, like, a dojo or where they do martial arts or UFC or fight training? You go to there, you're going to notice people tend to be on very on their very best behavior. Not a lot of people walk around talking shit at dojos. Same kind of, kind of, same kind of thing. Like, you might see people playfully messing with each other amongst friends at, like, a gym or at a dojo. But you're not going to see people outwardly talking shit or acting a fool. Why? Because in a dojo, there is always somebody more trained than you. There is always somebody... And usually more than one somebodies who are going to fuck you up for acting a fool in a dojo, at a mixed martial arts training facility. Hell, man, even at a skateboard park, you might get a fucking truck to the back of the head if you act a fool. And that's because there's social enforcement. 
The Second Amendment allows social enforcement, but hey, anything but allowing people to protect themselves, right? So they have to rely on the state for that protection so the state can keep extracting more and more wealth with diminishing returns from the civilians that they rob of their fucking income. How about this government? Tax these fucking nuts, bitch. But let's read these comments, shall we? CW. Christian Weston Chandler, is that you? Anyway, glad he was released without bail for now. But he never should have faced charges, agreed. If there are no police presence, people will have to defend themselves and others. No one should have to sit and be attacked or watch others be attacked for fear of arrest. Absolutely not. <laughs> what a great fucking name, my man. The homeless are Satan's foot soldiers. <laughs> New woke laws say everyone to sit is a sitting duck. <laughs> Yo, my man, your comment glows in the fucking dark. New woke law says everyone is a sitting duck. Be evil must be prepared. Top priority for the left. I mean, not entirely wrong, but what a fucking name. If he was black, the other guy and the other guy was white, they would have dropped the charges like the black subway stabber in another story. In the other story today. Yep. Uh, and that is from Pharaoh Chromium. Interesting name. Sounds like some kind of prod rock, soul patch type of performer. Anyway, BA. Wow. So now it's against the law to defend yourself. Buddy, in New York, it's always been against the law to defend yourself. Come on, my man. Come on. We'll get with the times. Since Rudy Giuliani left office and the towers fell, New York has not been the city so nice they named it twice. That place is a fucking dump. Though I can plug one particular part if you're kind of ballsy. Uh, in a little part of Dutchess County, uh, in, in New York, there's a place called Dutchess County. And in Dutchess County, there's a thing called Onion Town. That is your homework. Look into Onion Town. Have fun with it. Don't go there. I tried once. They will shoot at you. They will chase you out of that town with pickup trucks. I am not fucking kidding. Onion Town, New York. Police don't even go there, dog. If a rioter, regardless of their race, went into Onion Town, they would never come out. At all. And the police would not investigate it. I guarantee it. Anyway, that's your homework. Look into Onion Town. There's a reason why you've never heard of it. It's not the hills have eyes, but it's... Mm, it's something. Anyway, let's see. This man served his country and probably saved the lives of himself and the people on that subway. And now he's going to prison. This situation was going to escalate regardless uh, because the guy he put in the headlock was threatening people. This is a disgrace. This is just like someone killing a burglar. Well, this isn't the, the, the scenario you're about to talk about does happen all the time. Burglar in his or her home. And going to prison for it. Criminals in this country have more rights than we do. Yeah, especially when it comes to states that steal your guns. Hey, uh, my friend, let me ask you something. When it comes to gun laws, who follows them? The same good law-abiding people who follow laws anyway. So, if guns are illegal and law-abiding citizens won't own them, hey, what do we call people who don't care about the law and will own things that are illegal and take it and use these illegal objects to take advantage of people who are good law-abiding citizens underneath the boot of a state? Oh, yeah, we call them criminals. We call them that, uh, dum-dum, because they, uh, they don't follow the fucking law. Yeah. 
So you know like how Al Capone got liquor, even though it was illegal? And he had like a whole like, I mean, Al Capone is incredibly based. New York was safer under his rule than any other rule in, in American history. So don't get me wrong, but still. Criminals will always find a way around the laws to get the firearms and use those to take advantage of the law-abiding citizens who will follow the law just to be left alone. Gun laws don't work. All gun laws are an infringement. What about common sense gun laws? Did I stutter, bitch? Now, let's continue this comment. I agree with your overall sentiment. It's just I'm kind of perturbed by the sense of surprise you emanate with your comment. Anyway, criminals in this country have more rights than we do when they are breaking into our homes and trying to harm us in public. This right here is everything that is wrong with America right now. Definitely agree with that comment. But yeah, that being said, I mean, you know, this is where we stand today with New York. And following what goes on these subways isn't anything new for me, so I'm going to leave a link to some of my past uh, content here. For example, Frank R. James has been arrested and charged with subway shooting in Brooklyn. Over here, retired former federal agent possibly knew about Buffalo shooting and Democrats call for banning body armor. Because a man taking the F train to a farmer's market while in plain sight of all these people... Just put together an AR-15 with all kinds of fun accessories Biden wanted banned that week. Who was Jordan Neely before death? And where were the left when 27 others were killed on the subway? Over here, 911 flooded reports of gun uh, of a gun the night Neely died, BLM. Riots and people injured. Jordan Neely's death ruled a homicide as New York City streets and subways filled with protesters and rioters. So we've been covering this story pretty closely, even though there haven't been many updates from this channel on this topic. But that being said, I'm going to wrap it up here. I've been your host, James Madison, and I will talk to you guys on Tuesday. I'm Rumble. And I'm YouTube. YouTube, why are you dressed like that? Well, I've been seeing a lot of violations in the community lately, so I'm enforcing that. You mean like people not following your policies? Strike one! Uh, what if someone tells the truth, but it's labeled as misinformation? Strike two! Wow, what if I want to ask questions and have different opinions on things? Strike three! You're out of here! Now what? You may appeal to me in 30 days. Thankfully, we encourage diverse opinions and new ideas. Strike four! Dude, what? There's no such thing as four strikes. And I'm not even on your platform. Strike five! All right, I'm out. You're crazy. Later, dude. Strike six! <laughs> <laughs>